Listener Production. to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen, and me, Chloe Fisher, a place where we grant womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. So yeah, Tiani, welcome to Darling Shine. We reached out asking for astrologers and you came highly recommended. So we're frothing for this. We, I, I personally don't know anything about stars or astrology really. Like Chump and I used to love going camping, sitting under the stars and looking at them. And he'd teach me about like, you know, the saucepan and like a few cute things when it came to stars. But, but uh, I can't wait to learn. Fellow Taurus. I mean, come on, Elodie. <laughs> Are you Taurus too? Of course, darling. Fuck yes. yes. <laughs> but I'm surprised you're so interested because is it not is it not a Taurus thing to just not care about this stuff? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, there is a and that is you know the demystifying fucking thing that you've got to get through with star signs and sun signs because there's so much more to who we mm. are and our chart than just the sign that we're born under. Yeah? Yeah, that's right. I know. I yeah. started listening. I was. I've actually been listening to a few podcasts that you do, and I'm like, oh my god, this is very confusing. But before we get into today, we always start our episodes with a shit and a shine for the week, and we wanted to ask you, have you got a shit and a shine that you'd like to share with us? So the shit this week is the heat. It can go get fucked. Like I yes. had to. I had to just like do the Lily Allen "fuck you very much" song. She's also a fellow <laughs> Torian. Um, like, yes. because Torians are just like a go fuck yourself sort of sign. The heat was just debilitating. You know, then our power went out. So we're sitting in the car for like an hour in the aircon. So that was a really great time yesterday afternoon. We got the cat in the car, just gold the shit. Cat. Yeah, we had to bring her in. I feel you. Yeah. My <laughs> aircon broke. Are you one of those people that puts your cat on a leash and walks it down the cafe? No, I wish oh. I had have trained her to do that, but she's too old and cranky now. No, please don't be that person. <laughs> so weird. When I went to Singapore, I did see that person with the cat on the thing and it was ridiculously cute. Um, <laughs> my shine moment is this, darlings. I am so excited to be here with both of you. This is a shine moment. This is something I'm excited about. I've been prepping all morning and putting on all my potions and, you know, talking to the universe as you do. Oh, we need to know oh. about all the potions. Well, this is a this is a big shine for us because you're our first guest for the year, which mm. is really exciting. We're back and we cannot wait for today because Tiani's going to talk a little bit about astrology because we clearly know absolutely nothing about it. And she's also done our charts, which we're excited about. So yes. before we get into the charts and all that exciting stuff, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown about yourself, how you got into it and what it is, what, what's it about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately the biggest thing with astrology is it's a language. Like it takes decades to really understand. So when everything sounds like jargon, it's sort of because it's like going to another country and then just going, I'm going to speak the language in five minutes. That's just impossible to do. We at least just want to know bonjour, merci, like, you know, aloha. We're saying basic things. And the problem these days is, is that everyone's a fucking astrologer, which they're not, but it's all over socials and it's just getting this, you know, this energy of that it's, it's confusing because there's so much to know. But if you don't have the groundwork and the foundation then it's like, it doesn't mean anything. You know, for me, I'm super practical. I'm like, if you're not using it in your life to enhance or to work with the universe and to understand the cycles, so you're not in fear and so that you can understand Mercury and Gatorade, which, you know, we'll talk about, um, there is nothing to fear and everything to watch when it comes to astrology. But it's, we, we can't deny the fact that we live by the cycles of the moon. The sun is something that, you know, we can't fuck off every single day. So the sun yeah. and the moon are our luminaries. And of course, we on earth are affected by celestial bodies. And that is what astrology is, the study of celestial bod bodies. And it's both literal and magical. You know, I call it astronomy on steroids, you know, because astronomers hate astrologers, but astrologers love and froth astronomers because what you're doing is understanding <laughs> the planets, right? Like, 
You know, we've got Greek mythology. You know, it's thousands of years old. Egyptians would look at Venus becoming a morning star or an evening star. And what happens on earth when that happens? And that's pretty much what we do as an astrologer. And so for me, I've been an astrologer since I was nine. So it's just been my entire life, my only language. It's who I am. Wow. Yeah. The one thing that has always stuck with me and you've just reminded me is like whenever the moon is full, we have the, the night where people go a bit able. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting how luna, the word lunatics comes from lunar and the moon being full and we're all made of water and it's the tide with the water and that's always stuck with me and it's always made sense. Yeah. And like weird shit does always happen when there's a full moon. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I That's one thing that I really, really... Does that resonate with you? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that just stuck out for me, what you just said when you said it's like going to a different country and talking a different language because I for sure when I listened to these podcast episodes was like, whoa, how are we going to chat? Because like, I do not know this chat. It's no. crazy. But yeah, wow. I, yeah, but I, I totally get what you're saying about the moon and the, I always can never sleep when it's yeah. at the moon. Yeah. But also every day is ruled by a different planet. So, you know, really... That's to, crazy. And that's all like, that's all given. Like Monday is ruled by the moon, moon day. Saturday is ruled by Saturn, Saturday. Like where do we think Sunday is the sun? Like How? This is ancient. When you go, I think it's French. Um, Sunday, oh, I'm like, I'm, I can't remember French from year five. Um, and sometimes I'm not very technical, but I think it's Verdi, like... It's French. So the French word is the planet. So Mercury is murky day. Uh, yeah, again, like I'm not a fucking French student. I'm an astrology. I speak <laughs> astrology. But Wednesday is ruled by Mercury. So we actually, that's why Noah wants to work on a Monday because it's ruled by the moon. The moon is emotional, supply. We're moody. We, it's a yin time. Like our work week should be Tuesday through Saturday because Saturn uh. is work. And Tuesday is energy. I relate to the moon. We love a long weekend here. Yeah, well, who the <laughs> fuck doesn't? You know, like I prefer to do more stuff on a Saturday than I do on a Monday. Like I never... A hundred percent. I haven't worked a Monday for years. I do not work Mondays and I usually don't work Fridays because Friday's ruled by Venus. So that's my fucking pamper day. Do whatever the fuck I want day. Sex, food, wine. It's a good time. We love it. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm thinking the three-day work week is where we're at, Tuesday the Thursday. If you want to that's do a it. bit on Saturday, go, go for, for it. it. But that's just bonus. That is it. I'm thinking we need to normalise the three-day work week. Yeah, that's pretty much been my <laughs> yeah. work week for a long time. I mean, look, I <laughs> have to do other things when you own your own do you business. Do you need staff? But <laughs> <laughs> do you need staff to work for you? Sally's <laughs> looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh so my good. God. Yeah. And what about Mercury in Gatorade? Talk to us. What even does that mean? Yes. So, and obviously I said it wrong, lol. It's okay, lol. Um, so retrogrades always happen. It's not even a big deal. Mercury retrogrades three to four times a year. Chloe has Mercury retrograde in her natal chart. So this is very normal and it's just... I don't a, know what that means, but I'm we, sure we need to it's know crazy. What that means. Sure, it means I'm crazy. <laughs> You're not crazy. Actually, people with Mercury retrograde in their chart are quite intelligent. Yeah? Because it's... Are they? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> wow. Mercury retrograde, so no planet is in retrograde. It just is retrograde. Does that make sense? It's like Mercury is retrograde. So... Oh. What is retrograde? Yeah, what's retrograde? So retrograde seemingly looks like from the orbit of Earth that the planet is moving backwards, but it's not moving backwards. All it's doing is when a planet is, is retrograde, it's closer to the Earth. And then what it does is it goes direct. So it looks like it's going back and forth instead of orbiting the Earth. So it's like two trains. You know, when you've stopped and a train is going and you don't know mm -hmm. if you're moving or not, it's that sort of thing. Yes. Okay. Oh, when you're in the car wash. Yes. Don't, don't. That's <laughs> trippy. Not move. I know. You're just like, what the hell is going on? I'm not moving, but I am moving. I hate that feeling. That vertigo feeling. Hey. I don't like it. I don't like the retrograde. I don't like walking up stationary ex escalators. Like that does my head in. So maybe that's why we... That's, that's why, why we clash. Because I don't always... like it. I don't. I just don't like it. And she is it. No. So and when she you know is it... <laughs> Get away from it. No. So wow. it really just means the slowing down of 
you know, your mental communication, your, you want to process things, you want to rework projects, you may have miscommunications, but it all depends on where Mercury is retrograde in your chart at the time I'm talking. Like I'm talking that, yes, someone can be born with Mercury retrograde in their chart, which Chloe is. But the thing is, is that so much of the population is because it happens three to four times a year. So there is a big spat. There is like nine weeks of the year where Mercury is actually retrograde. Now, the rarest retrogrades are actually Mars and Venus. Like they're the ones we want to pay attention to because they are only once every 18 months and once every two years. Chloe also has Venus retrograde in her chart. So she has two of these in her chart. <laughs> She's got a bit going on. <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing. I can't. This, explain, this explains me. I'm Learn. So, I, I can't wait to ears. see what's going on. <laughs> She's going to be like, you've got no planets in no retrograde. Nothing's going on. <laughs> Ultimately, though, most people have planets retrograde. What's Elodie got in her? <laughs> No stars, no moons, no planets, no astrology. I'm just looking at my chart here, but... There's not even a sky. Yeah, you've you've got a sky, darling. You've definitely got a sky. There you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Good start. (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck. I've come in in a weird mood and this is kind of the perfect episode um, for this mood. But (laughs) also... I don't mean to take the piss. I'm I'm really genuinely wanting to laugh, but it's just my mood today that I'm just like I need. I'm going to need a lot of explaining. That's but great. I'm loving. I'm learning. Yes, already. I love this. This this is perfect. Is there like different types of astrology though, like that people specialize in? Have you got like a what do you specialize in then? So I, you know, for me, I I work with different genres of astrology, but mainly tropical astrology, which is based on the equinoxes and the solstices. So we are here on the earth. So you might hear people talking about um, sidereal astrology, which is saying, oh, a whole different like can of worms that doesn't even need to be spoken about. (laughs) To be honest, it's a fucking shit show. But ultimately... (laughs) It sounds gnarly. We don't live in the sky, right? So we live on the earth. So it's as above, so below. Like that is the astrologer mantra. We are being, as we just spoke about with even you know, the sun and moon, these things affect us. They affect us physically. We have solstices and equinoxes that are the earth's reference points, you know, to tell us when a season starts, when we're coming into balance with the earth. So I am a very embodied astrologer. Again, like I said earlier, it's about practicality for me. We're here on the earth. If we're not knowing our chart and understanding it, like a Mercury retrograde could not, you know, touch you at the sides. But some years it will be very important for you, which is actually Elodie's case at the moment, where Mercury in the sky, his retrogrades from when you turned 31. Let me just check your 31, right? Yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. 31 to 32. Mercury's retrogrades were more important for you because we call him your Lord of the Year. So each year and each birthday, we have a different theme of our chart activated, which we're going to talk about with you girls for 2024, um, and then a different planet that is activated, that, that is the Lord of your year. So for, for for my year, like the Mercury retrogrades, yeah, I'm looking at them in my own chart, but I'm an astrologer. I know all of this stuff. You as a layman want to just understand, well, what's Mercury? Mercury is the planet of communication. This can be miscommunications. This can be getting taken advantage of. This can be, oh, I feel really mis- misunderstood or I'm misunderstanding a situation. It could be playing out in a money zone or relationship zone. You know, it's, yeah, understanding actually the planet's energy and applying (laughs) that to your life, right? Like application. You have hit so many nails on the head. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So I've got Mercury in me. Well, everyone's got every planet. Been eating a lot of fish lately too. That's not (laughs) ill. (laughs) Lots of Mercury. Chloe, oh my God, I'm going to have to bring up something you said the other day. You were like, I love a filetto fish. And I I go, fuck, I just, I love Maccas, but I just don't know about the fish. No. At Maccas. I'm just not, I'm going to stick to the chicken, even though that's terrible too. But you said, um, no, you don't have to worry about the fish. They deep fry that shit like it's cooked. And I'm like, bruz, I'm not worrying about like the salmonella. I'm literally worried about the mercury and where the fuck this fish came from. Yeah. Like, what is this they fish? They deep fry the shit out I don't of know that. why I'm not as worried about the chicken. The chicken's not even chicken. Yeah. 
It's just feet <laughs> oh. and stuff. Lots of Maccas chatting these We love them. That's all right. I had, I had a quarter pounder yesterday and it was fucking banging. So, like, loving oh, it. so good. So don't good. When it's stay. so hot. I eat, like, don't even mention it. Oh, she's it's ready so for a cheeseburger. I'm going to have to get, get on Uber Eats a six-pack immediately. <laughs> I can't. I need it. Such a triggery topic to us. It's like, <laughs> as soon as it's brought up, we're like, great. That's a great yeah. excuse to go and get yeah. it. Episode's over. Let's get Mercury's <laughs> yeah. drive through. Oh, sorry. Anyway, that was just so left turn. That one. It's great. Okay, so we're back to fish. We're back, no, to, back fish. to Mercury. Mercury. Back to, <laughs> back to Mercury. Your Mercury. Yes. Well, we're back to. So there's a difference. So everyone has a chart. So I'm gonna just like I don't know if you can see, but this is a chart, and it looks very confusing, right? Oh. Fuck, sorry. Fucking oath, like that looks confusing. I just so, so lost between Mercury and Fish and Mercury in retrogate. <laughs> oh, yeah, all I'm hearing mesh? is Merc, Mercury, Donald. <laughs> yeah, Mercury, Donald. <laughs> sorry, okay, let's go to the chart. No, no, I just wanted to show you what a chart looks like. So we ultimately have all 12 signs in us, yeah? So when someone doesn't like a sign, because they're like, oh, fucking Scorpios are assholes, Geminis are cunts, you know, oh, sorry. Yes. You know, like, it, you, you can't actually say that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, sorry, no. that oh is a God, moment. Oh, my keeping good. that is staying in. Okay, okay. You know, no. it's sort of, it's a good word sometimes. However. It's the best word. The thing is, is that people aren't signs. So people are archetypes of the signs, right? So you can't hate a sign. You can hate a person because they're an asshole, but it's not just because they're a sign. Because ultimately, sometimes, and I have literally had this in readings where like a client came, she had a lot of a sign that she didn't like in her chart. So you can see sometimes there's like a lot of planets in one sign perhaps, right? And that's a sign she hated. She paid for three sessions. I never seen her again because she just didn't want to hear that, right? So it's like, there's a level of self-awareness that you need with astrology. You need to understand you do have all 12 signs within you in some area of your life because all of the houses, all of these little pieces are areas, self, family, children, sex, magic, career. Each pie piece is an area of your life. So that is, you know, that is where we are all the same, but then all so freaking different. We're going to have to touch on Elodie's sex, <laughs> sex house. Her sex house. Well, there's definitely a, a, a very <laughs> silent... A, I'm so interested. There's a silence in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a silent kink that she may not expose to people. Ooh, let's is there, is there a silent one. kink? Which is okay Ooh, because epic. you want to keep that to yourself. When do we find out about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's yours, darling. It's, it's a secret maybe in an unconscious box that you haven't yet traversed. Unopened. Yeah, Pandora, let's baby. Go. Pandora. Let's go. Yeah. Should we, should we start? Let's, yes. Like, yes. We might as well start talking about yes, these charts. Yes, I need my lip I'm gloss. I'm so like, hot. I can't believe Mercury. you've got a blanket on. You're freaking me out. I'm sweating. I've just had to undo my bra because it's too tight. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot going on in this Sometimes room. it's like a circus. Is there now? something going on in the, in the world so at the moment? Because like a I'm, whole lot. I'm hot. A it's whole a lot. lot. Well, there is a heat wave going on and I'm freezing. So it's you're surely something not going still. on. No, I'm going get, get rid get of this me. blanket. No, 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 get it back. Get it away from me. Get it on me. <sighs> Okay. If I could be nude right now, I would. Chloe's pregnant and hot. I'm yes. freezing like the aircon psycho here. It's Don't hot. touch me. Don't touch me. Don't no, I just don't touch each other. Don't fucking come near my blanket. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Let's go. Intermission. So are you wanting to know, what do you want to know? Like, obviously there's a couple, like, obviously, you know, I can spend 90 minutes with someone telling them about the whole year and yeah. that's still not enough time. Astrology takes a long time. I have questions, yeah. specific questions, but do you, is there like three of the biggest things that you've seen in each of our, our charts yeah. that you that you feel like yeah. are like the, the, the biggest moments of this year or the, or the most like that you're like, wow, that's really interesting. And we can sort of start. And with that. I can do that. obviously definitely going to have to explain like the sun and the rising sun and those bits. And yes, the rising sun. I love that. Yes. So, so basic astrology, you know, <laughs> when people are talking about their big three, so people go, what's your big three? So that's your sun Perfect. sign, your moon sign and your rising. So I'll start with you girls and what yours are. Yeah. Brilliant. So Chloe has a Leo sun. She has a Capricorn moon and a Taurus rising. Mm. And Elodie has a Taurus sun. So hello, there's the, the two Taurian things. This is where compatibility and connection come in. Why sometimes we just don't gel with someone. Purely it's because 
their moon sign is in a different moon sign to us. So they process emotions differently. It's not this whole, oh, if you're a Leo, you can't go out with it X, Y, and Z. Like that's all bullshit, just so that you know that. Like, Do you reckon? Well, it is. Okay. Because you can't base like someone's just sun sign on and someone else's sun sign. Like there is more, obviously, as you just seen with the chart, like we want to look at their moons. You know, we want to look at their Venuses the way that they love. So if your Venus sign is different to your, or the same as your partner's or incompatibility or connection, that's going to be better than just if your sun signs are compatible in quotations. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just very generic astrology cookie cutter, boring, pretty much. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know I say I don't follow the signs, but then when someone told me that Chumpy's sign, Virgo and Taurus, my sign, are really meant to be compatible in a relationship, I was like, I just love this so much. I'm all about the star signs. I'm the best. And look, (laughs) the thing is, is that what we work on there is like an elemental connection. And that's true. Like my husband, I've been with my husband for 23 years. Like, He's a Capricorn and I'm a Taurus and that is fucking for the win, my friends. You know, that's for the fucking win. So yes, earth signs are going to understand each other, like fire signs understand each other, air and water. Like when we're looking at the elements, that can help us get a understanding. So yeah, you're going to have the same values and have those same connections, but there might be other things in the chart that are like hard. Fire. What do you, what? So you're a Leo and fish is a Scorpio. Yeah, he's yes. Scorpio. So, so those two are, you are both fire. No, that's water. Know. It's very deep. It's very, um, you know, passionate. Very loyal. Very sexy. You know, very like consummate, like love and just like you know, oh. Scorpios love is very big. But I don't know what his Venus sign is in or his Mercury, so I can't see his whole chart. But knowing that he's a Scorpio sun, because of course. Like I can watch any TV show straight away just looking at everyone's charts. Like all the housewives, I'm like, she's that, she's that, she's a cunt because of this, right? Like, so you have to know (laughs) these things. But a Leo and a Scorpio are both what's called fixed energy. So both stubborn, both want it their own way. But there's work there that needs to be done, but it's really deep. You know, like that's what's cool about a Leo and a Scorpio is that that water it doesn't per se put the fire out, but it sort of evokes something really deeply emotional within the fire because your chart in general, Chloe, is this really interesting paradox of a lot of planets in Leo, which is fixed fire. I go to the same place for the hot chips because I love them. You know, everyone thinks that Leos are adventurous and whilst you actually have that in your chart and you are, you're still very fixed and want control and want this sort of perfectionism. That's that's Leo, right? But then... You have, a, so what's called a stellium. So it's lots of planets in the same sign. So you have two stelliums. Like Elodie doesn't have any stelliums. You've got two. So this is why time of birth, all these sorts of things are so <laughs> unique to you and your own chart. What is a stellium? A stellium is lots of planets in the one sign. Chloe has a Leo and a Capricorn. And these two are very different. But the mm. houses that they're interested in, like that they're in a very unique and I find it really fascinating. As soon as I pulled her chart up, I'm like, wow, like this media publishing in the public travel is really where one of these stelliums is. But then home is where the heart is. Like that is it for you. It's like, I don't care if I'm eating Maccas on the floor. Like that is where I want to be and that's my yeah. happy place. So there's yeah. that real home energy and that's where your Leo stellium is in the home house with family, childhood connections, comfort, you know, anchoring in, like that is like your juju. But the other stellium of Capricorn is in that house of travel and adventure and going, just having fun, you know, like it's a really cool duality, but a paradox too. You probably feel like I'm out doing all this stuff and it's great, but I really want to be at home. And sometimes you're at home and you're like, fuck, I want to do the other things as well. Like it's a real little sort of paradox within. So true. So true for me. Yeah. But I love the Scorpio and Leo connection. A lot of fixed signs will come together. Like you are both fixed signs as well because uh, Elodie is a Taurus. Because there's a strength, you know, like we respect strength. (laughs) You know, we want someone who says, like calls us out on our bullshit. You know, like we want that. Like it would be very easy and maybe for you girls too, like especially very early on for me, I just... You know, like the guys just bow down, do what you want. That's boring. You want a guy who sort of pushes the edges a little bit and says no. Like when my husband first met me, I'm like 19, 20. I'm like, we're going to do this. And he's like, 
no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, what is this word that you're speaking? I've never been told no by a man, right? So that's where the fixed energy comes in. We want that strength. It's nice to be challenged. Yes. Sometimes when someone disagrees with you 24-7, oh, you're like, well, boring. fuck, this is boring. Mm. <laughs> hey, but, but the problem is we almost know like straight away when we ask each other for advice, what do you reckon about this? And, and you're like, like straight up, no, that person's going to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> but as long as they have a valid point. Yeah, you don't want people pissing in your pocket. Like I'd rather the truth than just someone blowing wind up my ass. You know, that's boring. Yes, totally. Yeah. And in a relationship, it creates better bonds. It yeah. creates really good. I've, I've read many yeah. couples' charts and the ones that are honestly the most vanilla and boring are where all the sinistry is just like, oh, this is so harmonious, harmonious. I'm like, oh, what a nightmare of a vanilla relationship that is. But the astrology is telling <laughs> me that it's like in books, like so perfect, but it's boring. So you want that bit of an edge. So, so we did Chloe's sun, moon, rising, Leo, Capricorn, Taurus. Elodie's is sun, Taurus, Virgo, moon, which obviously connects to Chumpy's sun. Mm. That's where we have these beautiful synergies and an Aquarius rising. So our sun sign is our sense of identity and purpose and self. It's, you know, it's, it's who we are. We, we want to embody our sun sign. Our moon sign is that subconscious area. And so another part of astrology is understanding, well, what is the Capricorn archetype for Chloe? You know, really understanding that's very driven. It's it's cardinal earth. So very grounded. Both of you have strong earth elements in your chart, especially you, Elodie. You've got 70% of your planets in earth. Wow. Uh, Chloe has 50%, right? So, you know, there's this very grounded material, want to feel secure, safe those sorts of things. The moon mm. is also our, like, you know, it's the lunar, it's our feminine, it's the way we want to love, the way we want to, you know, the way we give love, receive love. And then our rising sign is how we are in the world, like our relationships with the world, our interactions with the world. You both have two earth in that. So there's some real beautiful synergy between you two. Plus I looked at like a, you know, a couple of other little things as well that, you know, you are quite connected it which is really special. Obviously, you both know that. Like, you know, an astrologer is like, if I'm doing my job right and you're like really living your chart, you know, we're preaching to the choir here. I'm going to tell you girls that you've got this beautiful, there's actually quite a spiritual connection that you have from a past life because of the moon and Neptune, which are both very spiritual karmic planets. You both have those. So it's Chloe's moon who hits Elodie's Neptune. And this is around well, it's about spiritual understanding, a deep connection, just really feeling comfortable with each other, like really at home, but also maybe a mother-teacher sort of relationship. You know, there could be someone who nurtures more and someone who teaches the spiritual more. You know, ultimately, Chloe is the moon person in this relationship. So she could have been, you know, a teacher or your your mother in a past life. Not always, you know. <laughs> could could have been. Can def- definitely think you were my mom I did have that life. down as a question because I wasn't sure that, but you've obviously explained that you can look into past life. I want to know more about like our connection past and life. Our past life. Well, the thing is, is that past life is a very hyped up thing. You know, back in my 20s, I do past life recollection and all these things. Everyone's been a queen, everyone's been an Egyptian, and everyone's been a slave, everyone's been everything. Like ultimately, I live in quantum reality and we live all of our lives simultaneously. It's like, go and watch Doctor Strange, that's real. Watch Deja Vu, real. Like we watch these things that Hollywood puts out, but the thing is, is that astrology is a secret, not so secret superpower. We don't think that big fucking royalty and shit have astrologers working for them. They do. Just, you know, because magic is real, right? So the past life thing, you know, the traction of that's a bit boring, but astrologically, because we are everything, you know, when people are like, oh, that's my soulmate. I am a truth teller and I don't blow wind and I can look at someone's chart and go, well, no, you don't actually have a past life connection. Because in astrology, we have the nodes of the moon, we look at Pluto, we look at the rulers of those nodes, Now, the nodes of the moon are where we have our eclipses. So you guys all know about eclipses. We will have our eclipses every year and they will always be in a sign. So you will go, oh, so, you know, for this year, just prepping all those Aries and Libras, like lots of Aries and Libras out there, the eclipses this year in 2024 are all based in Aries and Libra, right? 
So the south node of the moon is karma, is, <laughs> hello, belly. We need the belly uh, yes. and feel the sweat. I've got so, I've got sweat. Oh my goodness. Down. You just, she's, yeah. Gosh, she's like, you need to be out wrapped cold. up in a blanket. It cannot be that cold. It, it's not. <laughs> photo of this Oh my situation. goodness. Anyway, sorry the belly for interrupting. Out, the belly no, that ever be sorry. I literally got goosebumps. Because you're so though. cold. Freezing. What the fuck? Like, I literally am goosebumping. I'm so it's why I'm, I don't know. Am I sick? Like, tell me. Yeah. You you might know. <laughs> am I sick? Um, the moon says no, you're not sick. <laughs> oh, wow. In a very short nutshell, Evolutionary astrology, which is another path of astrology. Like I said, there's, you know, modern and traditional and Hellenistic and, you know, evolutionary. Evolutionary astrology does really look at our past lives. So ultimately, we all have our nodes in signs, sort of depicting past lives in a way of what we need to sort of release or where we've been in a past life most previously. But it's not saying, oh, you were the Egyptian goddess. Like we've we've had many past lives and the thing is, is that we can't get caught up in this uh, white noise of spiritual bullshit that just gets streamed out. Like, oh, I'm picking up on this. Well, are you? Like, you're probably fucking not. Like you're just saying, you're speaking some oh, weird light it. language bullshit that means nothing. And yes. ultimately what we want is when it comes to karma and dharma, you know, we can see those things in the chart. And when I met my husband, I knew that we had something and astrologically we can see that in our synastry of our chart. So the south node will show past life connection and the north node will show like new connection, but it's still karmic. Not everyone has that in their chart. We can't make shit happen. Maybe you, you meet someone in a karmic moment. That's cool. But I don't know if anyone's watched the Twin Flames thing on Netflix. It's really wild, crazy Shit. I haven't. If, oh my God. Yeah, if you it, want. Wait, you recommend it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I've seen it's it so or not. Good. Well, because the whole twin flame thing, right? Like that's another spiritual lie. Yeah. Yeah. We are not twin. <laughs> oh. Do you think we are? No, but you do have that very beautiful because Neptune is a karmic planet and the moon is karmic. So they are ca very karmic. We're flames. And so you are flames. You are you are beautiful We're not flames. twins though. So th th this is absolutely a karmic connection, which, you know, has this, like I said, emotional support, stability. There's a real spiritual growth that happens here. But the interesting thing too is, is this karmic connection happens in different areas of your chart. So in Chloe's chart is the ninth house of exactly what you guys are doing, podcasting, media, in the public. So I found that really like, what the fuck? Like, I still get blown away, like constantly going, you cannot make this shit up. Like, this is wild. And then for Elodie, that same connection happens in her 12th house, the most spiritual subconscious house that there is. And I was like, oh, and he's like doing it. It's like what? really cute. I know. So the same thing with the podcast and the media comes for me, but in the spiritual one. Yes. That's wild. I know. A hundred percent. This is what I always say. It's Chumpy making me do this shit. I would never do this. Like a hundred percent if he was alive, I would not be fucking, the last thing I'd be doing is a podcast. Yeah. The last thing I'd be going near is a microphone. Like fuck no. Yeah. And he's not here. And energetically and spiritually, he's making this happen. Like I... A hundred percent feel that I believe that because I wouldn't. You know, I would never do this. You would, not me. <laughs> I love that. Oi, he's your biggest, um, like archangel. Like when we've got the biggest mm. ones over there. Like it's it's sad, obviously, but very special as well. Archangel, and how's that differ from an angel? Well, an archangel, like well, so my dad is passed, and you know we've had quite a lot of grief in our family as well, and. It's this hierarchy, you know, an archangel is a hierarchy. Mm. So there's this element yeah. of the, like a lord or they hold space like gatekeepers. So we yes. feel them and they manoeuvre things and they put things. Yeah. And, you know, this is, we get access to this spiritual archangel energy of a loved one. So of a soul that has passed that we're connected to. Not just, yeah. yes, Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. Yes, they are there. But this is different. Like it's different. I love and it. When you lose someone, you know that, right? Like you have you you understand mm. that on a very different level. Whenever I have been to clairvoyance or psychics or whatever, like one of the first things that they say that they feel when I come into the room is whoever we're reaching a very strong. Like I'm feeling feeling like he's a yeah, a strong spirit or whatever it is. So he's Archangel Chumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Prince Chumpy. Prince Chump. Prince Chump of Buckingham. You're beautiful man. Heaven. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, okay, wow. Chloe, so do you want, I'll, so so I'll talk about these things that are coming up for you girls. Some like just quick yep. hit, look at some dates, yep. do some stuff. Okay. Yeah. So you've got your sun, moon rising. Ultimately for you, Chloe, you're in what's called your double Saturn year. So two years of restructure, stability, foundational stuff for you. You're also, because I'm a numerologist as well, you're also in a personal one year. So this is like a new slate, new beginnings, planting new seeds for your next cycle. And Saturn really supports that for you. Um, this is around stability and growth and new scaffolding, right? So I feel that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty big. I feel like it all it literally, I don't know if you see dates and stuff yep. like that, but I still I feel like from the last six months of last year, so from like around June, July last year ongoing, there's been a massive shift in just like everything in my life, how yep. I view everything, how I feel, what I like different person from then. Yes, and that's because of a couple of things. Jupiter entered the sign of Taurus. So great for us Taurian suns, but you're a Taurus rising. So actually, if you ever read horoscopes, you, Elodie, should be reading Aquarius and you, Chloe, should be reading Taurus. So the reason you read your what? rising sign Aquarius. is because what we're going to do is actually, I wrote horoscopes actually for the Basic Girls app for a little while, right? Lucy's app. Did so you? I did. So and it was really great for me. It was like a great for me to do it. Now I Lovely. do it for my own sort of collective group. But Ultimately, what we're doing is if I'm saying there's a full moon coming up, right, and you're reading Taurus, I'm going to say that full moon's in the fourth house. But for a Taurus sun sign, that's not where it's happening. But for a Taurus rising sign, it is where it's happening. So you always want to read your rising sign because that is when I write my horoscopes, I'm rising to uh, I'm writing to the rising sign where something's happening. But of course, if it's Taurus season, I'm going to go, yay, it's your season, happy birthday, right? So... For you, Chloe, Jupiter moved into Taurus around that six months ago, right? So wow. this is a once-in-a-12-year transit activating the, the, the beginning of your chart, the entry point of your chart. So everything starts to change. There's expansion and wisdom and growth. And you're going to have Jupiter move through your house of identity from the 24th of Feb, so this year, through till the 7th of July. And you won't get that again for 12 more years. So this, again, is really conducive to you setting up a brand new set of rules, structures. Who am I? Like you're very fertile at the moment. Jupiter in the first can be putting on weight because Jupiter is expansive. So, of course, you're going to be putting on weight because you're growing your little baby. And did you say it's a boy? No, we don't know yet. Oh, okay. <gasps> you did. I just, I just <laughs> oh heard boy. I feel like, no, no, yeah, heaps of people like, yeah. I don't know, we call it we Every call it saying boy. Yeah. I'm, I've changed over that I'm thinking girl. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's 50-50. I feel like one it's 50-50. I mean, yeah. most, half, <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. Half, half psychic to say boy, half psychic to said girl. So I'm like. Right, the baby will just give the finger to 50% of people. It'll let us know when it's ready to let us know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So that Jupiter transit for you is really amazing, Chloe, and it really does support this Saturn stuff. Pluto, I don't know if you've read or, you know, that Pluto has just moved into Aquarius. He did this and so he hasn't done this in 250 years and this year we're getting a very big hit of Pluto in Aquarius and he happens to be hitting your Saturn, Chloe. This is again around transformation and growth of structures, scaffolding your responsibilities, a big part of this is uh, an element of surrender. So when that Leonian stuff comes in where I just need to know or have the control, Pluto's asking you, this is a big rebirth that you're going through, obviously, because you're going from maiden to mother, which is a journey. I've got a 20, I've got three daughters, 25, nearly 18 and 13. And it is, it, it changes you as Elodie knows because she also birthed her beautiful daughter. And as you know, because you're her best friend, so you've watched that transformation of maiden to, to mother. And Pluto, you know, activating Saturn, who's very important for you for the next two years, is quite fundamental. And I know that that can sound like a little bit, well, what does that actually mean? What it means is structures are changing. You're moving into a new sense of responsibilities and holding on will be your downfall. This is a time of really surrendering and really letting go. Yeah. I feel that. I've been saying that as well. Yeah, yeah, even of when we were just talking in our first episode, like a lot of my outs are just like surrendering, like t letting go of what I can't control. Like, and it's that's a big thing for me because I really struggle with that. Yeah. But that's like what I'm really 
that's sort of like one thing that I'm really working on yep. for myself. Yeah. And all this new beginning stuff, which is very, you know, happening in your chart. So it's a thing like, you know, whether you know someone or not, stuff that's happening in their chart is happening in their chart. Whether you're aligned, whether you even know about your chart or not, it's still happening. And that's where it's really interesting with like, people are like, so is everything fate or are we in control? And as an astrologer who has pretty much been working with astrology and the universe since I was nine, uh, you know, we have to let go of what we think we're going to be, do, say or whatever, because no matter what, like, oh, all of a sudden that transit happened in your chart and exactly that happened in, in your life. Like that's where wow. we come back to the nutshell of what astrology is, is studying celestial bodies and how they affect us on the earth as humans. And so they happen very literal for some people, like others can be more, you might not be able to put your finger on them. But again, I'm hearing too that change and transformation are just so big for you and this new beginning stuff because you're in a personal one year, you're beginning a brand new nine-year cycle numerologically and this Jupiter moving through your first house, which he won't do again for 12 more years. So this is a really exciting time for you to be growing and expanding a new wisdom, a new sense of who you are and really quite revolutionary. So it's very exciting. So Perhaps like five years ago, pretend if instead of Chloe and I seeing psychics and clairvoyants, if we had come to you, could you have said to Chloe, I see a big shift for you happening in 2023? And like like to me, could you have said, I see something major happening in your life in 2020? Like something, you could have predicted this based on our charts. So I want to say yes, but I also want to say that, yeah, I've never seen a psychic in my life because I don't need to because I work with astrology. Yeah. And yes, when you work with astrology, and because I'm very practical, which is sort of probably like you guys too, like, you know, know, it's very easy to go, oh, you know, I'm picking up on this. Like, I've had a few people say, oh, my psychic said this to me. And I'm like, I am Simon Baker from The Mentalist. Like, I could have said that to you. Like, it's fucking very obvious. Mm. Like, that's a very easy thing to say to someone there is maybe 0.001% of people who are true in their profession and integrity. However, we're all psychic, right? Astrology does predict its cycles. When everything shut down in 2020, us astrologers had been saying it for 18 months before, this will affect the entire world. Did I know exactly what it was going to be? No. But what I'm looking at is 500 years ago when the exact same alignment happened in the sky, happened again in January of 2020, and by March, the world was shut down. So we can see things, and of course, there's intuition involved, you know, we, you know, that's absolutely true, but that's sort of something that I love to do the most is I record your year ahead for you. So I do like a one-hour recording and I just talk about your numerology. I do liquid crystal stuff too, but astrology going, your Lord, like I said to you, with that's Mercury reality, like you need to watch out these dates because Mercury's retrograde then. You need to understand this. Oh, Pluto's coming into this spot. He will never be there again in your entire life. This could create death, rebirth, transformation. So yes, astrology does predict, but not in like astrology is it like, oh, yay, look at me, I'm a psychic, I'm predicting your future. Like, I mean, wanker astrologies will, uh, astrologers will do that, but, but real astrologers won't. We want to arm you with awareness to help you to navigate and understand, well, hey, Uranus, for both of you, is affecting your sun this year and your sun is yourself. So expect the unexpected. Changes are going to happen. You know, you're revolutionizing yourself. You know, these are the things. Sorry, I'm just saying just I love how you called Uranus, Uranus. It is Uranus. I bet it is. I nearly... I, I think we all just love saying Uranus. We did, and I nearly got my cup <laughs> that said I love Uranus on it to drink while I was here, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so good. So really good stuff for you. What this, Did that answer that question around predictive it stuff? Did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's so a cycle. Good. It's all in the cycles and the charts. And it's very, inter- like, it's so interesting. I want to know what's going on for Elodie. Same, yes. but we're not, I'm not done with you. Okay. Well, what else is going on with Coco? I hate that my new nickname is Coco. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are, they, are the, they are the major things. Like, obviously, you know, there's a gazillion things all okay. the time, but they are the major things. Jupiter, Pluto, and, and like I just sort of touched on then, Uranus. Uranus, Uranus. is making a, a, you know, a once in a life, well, you know, a once in a very long time. It's called a square, but it's like tension to your sun, to yourself. So again, 
evolution, revolution, like testing your identity, like who are you? You're rebirthing into a new woman. So it's very fascinating. I'm loving this for me. Because I just feel that so much and I just, I don't know, I, I keep, I, I find it, so, I've found it so hard to articulate exactly what you've said because I feel like I'm having, I just kind of like, I'm in a shift. I'm like, but what the fuck does that mean? But like, it, it really mm. does explain, like even when I first, I stopped drinking in September just because I wanted to like challenge myself and everyone's like, it was because you're pregnant. I'm like, no, like there's more to this pregnancy stuff than like me going into this phase. Like if it was, if it was going to be about pregnancy, I would have done this five years, yeah. four years ago. Yeah. You know, it's just something happened. Big shift. And I just felt like I needed to take a different direction in my life. And yeah, you, you, you really yeah. nailed that one for me. Makes sense. Yeah. Uranus, Uranus is in Taurus for the first time in 84 years. So we're getting, you know, a big, so for a fixed sun like you uh, as a Leo, but also for Taurian suns, what we're getting is this real shakeup of who we want to be, who we are in the world. Like it really does change our identity and push us to these new edges of, especially for a Leo sun, you know, again, it's, it's like breaking your own rules, like breaking that confined, restricted place that especially a Leo son can put themselves in because of the very high expectations that they have on themselves. So all of a sudden, Uranus is coming to say, hey, take the shackles off. Like this is a time of renewal and really breaking free from these old limitations that pretty much you've put on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So it is cool stuff. And then and Elodie then, of course, because she's a Taurus son, she's going to have Uranus hitting her sun sign all year this year. Again, <laughs> revolutionizing who Get you Uranus are. Off my Trust me, you want Uranus on your son. <laughs> I've already been there and done that. Take you. So I'm it's so immature. It's, Fucking it's, it's hell. Great. Take your ass off. I love it. My <laughs> Chloe's just like, mate, please. Yeah, she's like, grow up. This I literally remember. So you really are the mother of the, the see, it's that past life connection. 100%. Yeah. I've got core memories of my brother and I being young and like dying on the floor laughing about the word Uranus, like <laughs> literally just being... <laughs> fucking inconsolable. That's that's so good. For hours. And now you've got Uranus on your son. <laughs> <laughs> so you can really laugh about Happy. it now. I can't wait for me to... What else have you Look, got for this? Yeah, shit? so this is really revolutionising yourself and your identity, who you are. Again, different to Chloe because this is... Chloe's going to be having a harder aspect, which is called that square. There's like an inner tension. She knows that things are changing and there's like, and, and she's doing work on the inside, like soul work. But so are you, because you both, another beautiful little connection that you have is both of your sons in your chart, which is your sun sign. So we all know like, oh yeah, I'm a Taurus sun, but what house is that in? So what zone or area of your life is that in? So I'm a Taurus sun with my, my son in a different house than Elodie. So we're going to express our Taurian selves very differently, purely because of the area that the sun is in. So both of you actually both have your suns deep in the midnight part of the chart, which is like the roots of a tree in the fourth house of family and connection and childhood. So you both really, again, home is where the heart is mm -hmm. Wow. for both of you. So for, for Elodie, Uranus is actually going to be hitting her sun. You know, so this is very different <laughs> than the square that Chloe's having. And that hitting, that Uranus can ride it up in her anus is going to regenerate, <laughs> but also that. bring changes to fourth house and self and identity. So I've called this like a soul revolution for you, Chloe. Um, sorry, Elodie. This is like a soul revolution. This is doing, you know, very deep inner work as well, which is sort of happening for you because Uranus will only hit your sun once in your lifetime. So this is a really huge time to grow, expand, be liberated from old ways, like what's not serving you really. And, and because it's the fourth house too, and Jupiter is also there because we spoke about Jupiter in Taurus, property, real estate, you know, moving, maybe not moving, but just changing the home. You know, you want this element to be comfortable with Jupiter. She's legit moving. You're a psychic. That's a fourth house transit. <laughs> Fuck, wow. It's just a fourth house transit, right? Like this is, this is, this is what's happening for you. Transiting out. Wow. So that's very aligned mm. if you are. 
the base of your chart, it's home, childhood. So if it's if it's the home, it also represents like land, real estate. And Jupiter yeah. is only going to move through there once in every 12 years. So he's in there at the moment. And I, I want you to pay attention to, uh, between mid-March and mid-April because Jupiter, planet of expansion and abundance, is hitting your Venus, which is around money and love. It doesn't have to be love, but this could be friendship. But this could be, a, a you know, a great time of new opportunities coming in. So mid-March to mid-April, Jupiter is hitting your Venus and your sun. So this is a once in a 12-year hit. So this can be like <laughs> a reset. Again, it's the fourth house. So home changes, those sorts of things, buying real estate, all that sort of stuff. So someone's <laughs> going to buy a house for Ooh, a lot of money. Is that, yeah. Are you going to be selling it then? I'm selling it next month. Amazing. This is good. This is very good. It's good, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. Actually, mid-March, mid-March is probably when it'll sell, sell. When it'll go on. Unconditional. That's right. And then, yeah, I feel like from mid-March, I'm like, my life is in limbo. Yes. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yes. And actually, I just wanted to, I just want to get this done. Yeah. So the 21st of April, just as a, you know, like a wah-wah date. Wah-wah. Wah-wah. We're having a really rare alignment of Jupiter and Uranus. I know I've talked a lot about them, but these guys are really strong for both of you this year. Jupiter and Uranus. And for anyone out there listening, if you've got Taurus, Sun, um, especially if you're born May, if you're a Taurus, uh, a May Taurus, you are also going to be having Jupiter hit your Sun. If you're also born late May to mid-June, so you're a Gemini, um, sun, Jupiter is also going to move into Gemini this year. So, but the thing is, is that we're having what's called a Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. And so people like Steve Jobs are born under this. This is innovation. This is something new. Like we are literally mo- moving into like new terrain, like literally. And for you, Elodie, this conjunction is happening on your sun sign, like nearly to the degree. So this is a really potent time. So all of April is, yeah, opportunities, expansion, liberation, freedom, movement, change, really pay attention to what's landing because that's actually setting up a really beautiful cycle for you. So that's it's very exciting. Like it's a very, very oh, exciting boy. transit. I'm excited. Yes. April 21, something crazy is happening. April 21 is the exact date, but sometimes you the the, the, the big thing might happen, just like when we had the, the, the shutdown in 2020, you know, the date was actually January 2020. And we didn't see everything sort of come to fruition until March. So we've got to remember these very big transits, you know, there's like a ripple effect, you know, there's this after effect. It's the it's the aftershocks of an earthquake. So, you know, on April the 21st, you might just be eating Maccas and sitting in your house going, this is fucking shit, like nothing good's happening. <laughs> but that's not the point. You've missed the point because maybe the weeks prior to that or the weeks after that is when all of the magic lands and then you just fucking plug into that, babe. Like, it's a very exciting transit for Taurians, like, and even a Taurus rising like like Chloe because it's happening in her first house of self. Like, this is very revolutionary and exciting. So it's really cool that, you know, you're a Taurus sun and you're a Taurus rising. So there's this real synergy with even just these some of these transits that you were both having because they're really renewing. And you can go back 12 years ago. What was happening? Did I start something new? What was going on? This is where we start to understand the cycles of what's playing out. So it's pretty cool to wow, reflect so back, but also to look forward, yeah? I'm so frothing. I reckon we've got to get these prints. We've got to print off these charts. Yeah, I want to see the whole, them. the whole. Yes. Yeah, is there something that you feel like each of us should work on this year? Like, is there anything in particular that where we're working on ourselves that we should be focusing on? So definitely the surrender and rest and regeneration for you, Chloe. And that's not just because you're pregnant. It's actually because Pluto's mm-hmm. hitting your Saturn. That's a pretty, that can be pretty hard. Like if you don't feel like traveling, don't travel. Like just really rejuvenate and nourish the body mm-hmm. because this is like this new foundation for you on so many levels. Um, Ellen is in a personal seven years. So this is all around discernment and asking questions spiritually. Who am I? What do I want in the world? And again, with Uranus activating your son and having that very special activation on the April, or pretty much all of April, but April the 21st exact. I want to say let go, but this is sort of for both just expect the unexpected, don't hold on to things, like allow the new to come in because it's sort of just like a, a breath of fresh air. Like we're in a collective eight year this year in, in 2024 and already maybe you felt the difference. You know, last year was a seven. It was very intense. A lot of people had quite a traumatic year last year. 
um, on the collective. But this year, there's something really rich. We're going to move into the year of the dragon. There's some magic. So this is like opening both of you up to all of these things. Obviously, you're about to have the best year of your life. I feel like I'm I'm coming. I'm having an epic year too, sis. You are. We're doing it together. Let's do it. Yeah. Baba so, fish is coming. So is there anything that you can, like I know you said that you astrologers could kind of see the COVID thing and like without it being specific and it doesn't have to be a negative thing, but like what as in the world as a collective do you foresee for 2024? Is there any months or are there any big shifts or is there anything that we need to look out for? Um, yeah, so, so the first half of 2024 is pretty epic. Um, because we've got a couple of really big alignments. Um, the solar eclipse on April the 9th is pretty huge. It's a total solar eclipse in America, which of course is extremely rare. So we're not going to see it here. Oh my God, I'm going to be... Stop. I yes. like potentially will be flying from America to Australia on April 9th. So I'll be in the sky. That will be interesting, especially if you see it. I'll look out the window. Imagine if you see it. If you see it, it that would be wild. Sky. Yeah. That'd be so weird if what you were are you meant plane? to do specific things on these like... So eclipses, no. So, you know, Nothing. eclipses you are be. their own ritual. So if you're trying to manifest on an eclipse, you're fucking with karma. It's sort of cool. like trying to, to control something. Eclipses are their own ritual. They're their own magic. We don't need to be performing anything at any eclipse because it's connected to like karma and the south node and like... And, and dharma, so we can't actually, if you try and interject with karma, I mean, we sort of can pick what happens there, right? Mm -hmm. This this first chunk of the year is definitely some um, alignments that we haven't had in, in a long, long time coming together. It's new, it's innovative, it's exciting, it's healing. All the eclipses this year are in Aries and Libra, so there's a lot of relationship stuff that everyone is going to have to work through and work with. Jupiter moves into Gemini on May the 26th. So we're going to have a very different feel from now until May the 26th. Jupiter is the planet of wisdom and expansion and abundance. So all of those Geminis that I was talking about late May to mid-June, you guys are going to have something that's really quite special, which is, you know, helping. Um, but also we've got Pluto moving into Aquarius, which is the first time we're about to embark on unknown terrain for all of us. You know, astrologers included, we haven't, I'm not 250 years old, not in the physical anyway. So, you know, like we haven't had this since like the 1700s. And Aquarius, you know, this is AI. When, when big transits happen, we see global events. So we're going to be seeing a lot of financial stuff, maybe some unrest, you know, future, future wise. But this year, it's going to be very interesting because Pluto's moving into territory that we haven't seen for 250 years, you know, so, and this is in the sign of Aquarius. So all those Aquarians that are born and fixed signs, so Leos, Taurus, um, Scorpio, and uh, Aquarius, obviously, they are all going to go through a big revolution, but over 20 years, because Pluto takes 20 years, well, he's going to spend 20 years in um, Aquarius. He does dip back into Capricorn for from September to November of 2024, but from November of this year, for 20 years, <laughs> life will not be wow. the same as we know it. Good on Pluto. Hey, thanks so much, Tiani. It's been so interesting. Yeah, I'm so, so happy we got you on. I I learned, I, I, I'm so yeah. interested to like look at our charts a little bit deeper. And yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Thank you so, so, so much for giving us your time. My absolute yeah. pleasure. You have to book in for a proper full reading. I know. Yeah. I'm definitely going to do that because I'm so interested in hearing yeah. more. Yeah. You've made a believer out of me. I am, yeah. I am I'm crossing <laughs> over slowly, but um, yeah, I'm doing Minnie's birth chart. She's in transit. Sure. Yeah. I'm intrigued. She's yes. In transit. Yes. And try, I'm transitioning. Yes. We have another one, you know. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a cherry popping, popping moment, darling. Is there something that you, that obviously we're still in like kindergarten, but is there something that you can, like direction you can give us to get to learn more? Like, you know, we're genuinely interested now if we have listeners that are interested. Is there like a book, a podcast person that like, you know, that goes from the basics well, or what do you, where are we going? Well, we'll put the links up for your kit. So a big thing too is, is finding an astrology you resonate with because every astrologer is different and mm -hmm. some astrologers, it's more confusing for some, it's more basic. And so of course I have like an online astrology course, which is really going through what do the signs mean? What does the houses mean? 
what do the planets mean? Mm-hmm. It costs like less than having a session with me. So it's just so worth it if you want to, because, you know, I've got this secret kink that I just want everyone to understand their own charts. It's not about becoming an astrologer. Like you can't become an astrologer after doing a seven-week course. Like yeah. ultimately, if you really want to understand and navigate your own chart, like obviously, yes, find an astrologer that you like. Any book on basic astrology is going to get you there, but everyone learns differently. So for some people, they want someone talking to them and wanting all that for other people. They want something in front of them and to read and to write those things out. So really getting to the basics of astrology is understanding fundamentally that it's actually quite easy. It's sort of just like a recipe. One plus one plus one is three. Planets, houses, signs. As soon as you start to get your head around that, then you can start building and start to understand the other maybe astro jargon that us astrologers talk about. But ultimately, it's quite basic when you really strip it back, you know? So my kit is for someone who really wants to dive in, do readings and stuff like that. I'm, you know, considering doing something like a little bit more mainstream where it's just sort of basic information in like a planner or something like that. So for the people that don't want to sort of go, oh, I've got Mm -hmm. Oracle cards and I want to do all that stuff. Astrology for dummies, 100%. Yeah, and look, I think that there's a million books out there that are astrology for dummies. You know, I'm not, I'm one to just say, find books, read them, see how it lands. You know, like this is a part of the astrology process. Thank you so much. You're such a legend. That was amazing. And we'll keep in touch. Thanks so much, Tiani. It's a great start to my year as well. So thank you so much, girls. So beautiful to meet you. 